Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Um, I think this topic is pretty timely, I guess, because every time we start a new year, it's always a good time to review kind of what you were doing, what you wanna do, things you wanna change. I don't wanna call them resolutions, um, but more like intentions. Um, so what do you intend to do this year? Um, and how we can focus on, on building good habits or breaking bad ones um, that, you know, maybe holding us back a little bit. So welcome. Uh, first of all, I'm Susie. We have Ed and Amber on too, so say hi. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. Um, we're going to shorten the introductions and everything and just get kind of straight to the heart of what we want to talk about. Hopefully the okay. idea is we can make these short enough that they're easy to listen to, um, you know, as a recording or, you know, not to take too much of your guys' time. So. Hold on, Susie. Uh, yeah. The slideshow is not showing up. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I did the same thing last week. <laughs> no problem. It's there now? It's Yeah, now it's here. You're good. Okay, cool. So the last one was just saying, you know, what the topic is. So the topic is um, how to build good habits um, and how to uh, break bad ones. And basically now just talking about um, how the structure of this webinar goes. So we'll get right into the meat of the topic. And then if you hang on to the end, we'll have some question and answers. If there's anything you want us to clear up or chat about, we can certainly do that when we get to the end. There is a little um, hand raised button and that's how you type out your question. And so at the end, we'll have Amber kind of read those off and address those. Okay. So the concepts of this particular webinar were taken from a book that I've talked a lot about. It's called Atomic Habits, and it's by James Clear. Um, and the reason that I have settled on this book is because, honestly, it's one of the best books I've ever read um, when it comes to wanting to change your lifestyle. So I'm not somebody who's super into self-help books and that kind of thing. Um, if I'm going to read a book, I want it to be meaningful. Obviously, don't have, you know, super, you know, ton of hours in the day to be reading. Um, so I actually originally listened to the Audible version. And then I liked it so much that I bought the hard copy so that I could run a highlighter through it and take notes. Um, so something as a as a coach who you would think maybe I have it all together or Amber or Ed that we have it all together. I promise you we don't. Um, so uh, I think it's something that anybody can learn from. So to get started, I'm going to go through the slide and then I'm going to you know, have Ed and Amber chime in some of the things that that they get from this or, you know, additional points that they can offer. But the first thing that I came across in the book um, was the one percent rule. So it basically just says that you should focus on changing um, the things you want to change very like like by 1% per day. So if I walked, you know, 5,002 steps today, my goal would be 5,003 steps tomorrow. So taking like these little 1% improvements, um, and then what you'll see is those will compound over time. So the statistic being that, you know, if you made 1% improvement starting today until the end of the year, you would be 37% better by the end of the year. Um, so it's kind of like interest in your bank account. Um, you know, it may increase slowly, but it will it will increase. So um, you could apply this in other aspects of your life. So, you know, if you're trying to get to eight hours of sleep, but last night you got seven hours, you know, go to bed one minute earlier or go to bed two minutes earlier. You know, things like that, um, that you can find, um, you know, small ways to incrementally get better day after day after day. Um, and then, you know, don't let the slow pace of change derail you. So things that you're doing now, um, you know, might not really pay off until the spring or, um, you know, till the summertime, things like that. So anytime you're trying to, to make a lifestyle change, um, you start eating vegetables today, but that doesn't really, Tomorrow, you know, you don't really see the effects of eating vegetables in your diet. Um, so you have to keep that in mind that change is always 
going to be slow and you have to be okay with that slower pace. Um, what progress is really like? And I, I posted about this on Facebook a while back, but I used the, the, the example of the ice cube. Um, so your goal is to warm up that ice cube to get it to start melting. Um, and say, you know, you have ice the ice cubes in a room, you know, the room is 22 degrees. So, you know, gradually that room is gonna warm up. So it's gonna, you know, 23 degrees, 24 degrees, 25 degrees, 26 degrees. And, you know, boom, you hit 33 degrees and all of a sudden that ice cube starts to melt. But you didn't see any progress from 22 degrees until you got to 32, 33 degrees, right? So that's what happens a lot, a lot of times with our fitness regimen. You know, you, you start going to the gym three days a week or, you know, you start a new um, strength training program or something like that. And, and you're doing the work, um, but you're not seeing any changes. And so the point being that if you quit before you got to that, you know, one one degree difference, you know, or that, you know, 32 to 33 degree difference, um, you never got to see the changes of your efforts. And that's that's really what um, this whole thing's about. So diet, exercise, um, sleep changes, um, you know, uh, stress relief. Um, maybe you're starting a meditation practice something like that, you're going to put in a lot of work um, before you ever see that change. So I know a lot of times I'll have people ask me, you know, how I've been at this for a month, I've been at this for two months, I'm not seeing any difference, maybe I should be doing something else. And so the goal of this is really just to let you know um, that sometimes, you know, your body is in that process of warming up um, and all it takes is a little more time. Um, so keep that in mind as you're going out, um, going through this and, you know, forget the goal, uh, focus on the system. So what that's about is, um, the example in the book uses a basketball team. So, you know, the goal is to win basketball games, right? Um, all the teams in the NBA have the exact same goal. But what are the systems that they can put into a place that are going to allow them to win those games? So is it the amount of practice? Is it the training? Is it the, the nutrition? Is it, um, you know, all the things that they're doing that lead up to the game that then allows for them to win the game, right? So by focusing on the system, that's the things that you're doing. So the nutrition, the exercise, the walking, the sleeping, let those be your focus and the weight loss will take care of itself. Or if it's um, muscle gain, the muscle gain will come if you are focusing on the individual aspects that lead to your goal. So basically, um, you know, winners and losers have the same goals. It's just a matter of what they're focusing on um, that allows, you know, that will separate uh, the winners from the losers. So that's what that means. And then how have it shape your identity? So that one of the other things the book talks about is if, um, you know, you're motivated to change, um, you know, anybody can go to the gym you know, for the first few weeks of the year. Anybody can change their diet for a couple of weeks. But until you make that a part of who you are, um, it's very hard to stay motivated. So by focusing on who you want to become, do you want to become someone who is healthy, who is fit, um, who makes time for themselves, those sorts of things? If that's who you want to be, then start acting like someone who is already that a version of that self. So you want to be someone who loses 20 pounds. So you're faced with a decision with someone who loses 20 pounds, you know, go home and eat the food that they have prepped or would that person go through the drive through? Right. So, you know, you can start making decisions like that person that you want to be. So if you want to be fit, would that person skip the gym on the way home or would that person 
um, you know, kind of make themselves stay committed to that program. So that's what that means. I know that was kind of a lot of information right there. Amber, what what thoughts do you have on, on these points? I think that's super, super important to talk about a slow and steady change. Oftentimes I get people in my gym and they're super excited to start working out or create a new routine or regimen and they want to change their diet and they want to do this and they want to do and it's like, whoa, hang on. The more things we change, the more variables that we change, the more likely you are to be unsuccessful because it becomes so overwhelming that uh, people can feel almost paralyzed. Like, well, I'm not, I can't do, I can't make it to the gym. So I, what does it matter if I have this, you know, um, day of eating shit it, because I can't go to the gym anyway. So the whole day's a wash. It just becomes, um, overwhelming so making those small little chains like you were saying compounds over time to create a habit of success and that uh, and in a way that people can default to so i love that you can also think about it as you know you're cooking you're cooking something you can put it in a pot of water and it takes time to boil it it's gonna take time for you to cook that food or, or vegetables or whatever it is that you're doing. Same thing with habits or with exercise or with diet or any change that you make. It takes time. And I think that's the hardest thing that people have uh, a struggle with is the patience of that. I want to do it and I want to do it now. And I know that I'm at a fault with that. I like to, um, my family tells me I like to microwave everything. I don't mean like literally, but like my whole personality is we've got to do it now, like ready, set, go. And I think that I'm not alone in feeling that way or being that way, especially with society getting instant gratification with things that people are wanting stuff to happen immediately and in large quantities. I can shove a ton of food in the microwave, hit it for 30 seconds and boom, I get it all. And instead, I could slow down and, you know, boil that pot of water and it's going to take me a little bit longer. But when you look at something over a period of time, you'll be more successful. So mm -hmm. I totally agree. And when we're looking at things like um, steps, like sometimes I'll have somebody tell me like, I can't, I have an office job. I cannot get um, to 8,000 steps or I cannot get to 10,000 steps. Um, and that's why I like the focus of, of, okay, you know, you, you can do 5,000 now. Let's do 5,020 tomorrow. And then when you find, you know, you're having some success, um, you know, 8,000 doesn't seem, you know, six months down the road, 8,000 is going to be easy because you spend all that time just finding those little bitty ways to increase. But it also takes that period, takes that commitment and that honestly, just the, the, um, I guess, um, what's, um, what's that book? Uh, I'll think of it in a minute. Anyways. Um, extreme ownership. There we go. It takes extreme ownership that I am going to get those steps in. That's the kind of, like you said, focus on who you want to become. So uh, all the coaches do reviews. We're locked into our computer all day. So I'm sitting here and I'm not getting a whole lot of steps in. So I have committed to, and this is going to say it's so hard because it sounds almost sounds trivial, but it has created the largest success one time in the day at noon, I get up and I go for a walk. As simple as that sounds, and those steps have added up because now I go for a walk at noon and I've added another shorter walk later on in the afternoon. Now that noon has become a habit, now I've added one more little thing and now my steps are starting to compound to where I'm not getting just 2,000 steps in the day. You know, now I'm working towards, like you said, with those little inches forward, now I'm working towards getting 5,000 steps in the day, you know, just during that daytime, not including the rest, but just that limited window where I'm locked into my computer, taking that time and making that effort to, you know, be who I want to become. Yeah. Well, and Ed, I know, you know, for somebody who spends a lot of time in the gym, I mean, I bet you can talk a lot on the, on the part about slow change you know, what it's like to, to focus on this system that leads to your goal versus, you know, only focusing on the goal. Yeah, for sure. So for me, um, 
you know, I, I do set small goals all the time. That's what I do. I know a lot of people get wrapped up on like, oh, I want to get to this weight, like in a year, and they want to jump up 200 pounds and they're, you know, they're deadlift or something crazy. So I always just try to go in and do a little bit more, whether it be one more rep, uh, add in maybe five more pounds on the lift every single time. So, and it takes time guys. Like, uh, for me, my goals always have been to be able to deadlift 500 pounds, back squat 405 and bench press 315. Like that was what I wanted to do. And it took a long time. It took a few years to get to all three of those. Um, it just doesn't happen overnight and you have to be slow and like, you just need to have discipline, right? That's how I am. Uh, I'm all about discipline because motivation kind of comes and goes all the time. A lot of the times people get really motivated this time of year. Um, if you just have discipline, you know, you set your alarm clock to wake up, you know, you're going to the gym after work, you know, you just have it set and you're going to go. So I like to have very short term goals and try to just make very small jumps in weight if I can and just push myself every time I can. And eventually it will snowball into something bigger because we are the habit of all of our or we are like the result of all of our habits that we do in a day. So mm -hmm. if you could if you could stay dedicated and disciplined and have patience, the results will come, no doubt about it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, for Ed, you know, his I want to be somebody who can deadlift 500 pounds um, leads him to not skip gym day, you know, right. or, yeah, to 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 focus on, you know, I'm going to lift two more pounds this time or five more pounds, that sort of thing. So that also plays into your identity, right? Right. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start with there are four main um, laws, I guess it covers. Um, in the book that will help you create a habit or stop a bad habit. So every time we're talking about the bad habit, we're just talking about the op the opposite. So um, make it obvious um, to break a bad habit would be to make it invisible. Um, so let's kind of go through these. Um, so make a plan for how you intend to implement a habit. Um, so the example being like, I will go to the gym at 5.30 in the morning um, at Planet Fitness or something like that. So that's a much better implementation statement than just saying, I'm gonna go to the gym three times this week. So when you think about um, starting something new, make it as specific as you can. Or it's going to so, you know, say, I will add, I will have one circle vegetables at breakfast, lunch, and dinner that I will make, um, you know, these, um, um, if you, if you want to start meditating. So I will um, run, do my meditation app at eight in the morning in my office, you know, something like that um, versus just, I want to meditate more. Um, so that's probably a super obvious statement, but it is something that can help. And if you sit and plan this out, like actually write it down, um, that will help you. Um, another really great suggestion I liked is to stack your habits. So if there's something that you already do, make it add something else to that. So the example being after I take off my work shoes, I'll change into my workout clothes. Um, another example could be after I have my morning coffee, I will, um, you know, meditate for 10 minutes or um, build it into something you already do, and that will make it easier. Um, so the more um, um, integrated into your, your daily life, um, the better it is. So with the example of, of taking off my work shoes and putting on your workout clothes, that makes it just automatic. So every time you take off your work shoes, you're gonna put your workout clothes on. But the thought being that having your workout clothes on is what in turn, you know, once you make the effort to put on your workout clothes, you are 99.9% .9 more likely to actually work out, <laughs> right? Versus when you know that feeling when you have to make that decision when it's like comfy clothes or workout clothes and like, you know, if you put the comfy clothes on, you're not going to work out. Um, so that's the idea of stacking your habit. Um, and then creating visual cues as a reminder. So I really liked this one. So if you're somebody who say your goal is, I wanna drink more water. So fill up a bunch of water bottles 
um, in the evening and then put them in your line of sight. So um, put one on your desk, put one in your car, maybe put one by your nightstand or in your bathroom. And if it's there in front of you and it's already filled up, that's gonna make it so much easier to drink your water. Um, another visual cue uh, could be, um, you know, putting your, prepacking your gym bag and put it right by your door. Um, or um, let me see, maybe Amber and Ed can help me think of some other visual cues. One of the books is like, one of the reminders was if you want to read more, um, put your book on top of your pillow at night. So that is right there. So when you get in bed, you just pick up the book and read. So the more that you can kind of prep your environment ahead of time, um, that will serve as a visual cue. I know another one is putting a bowl of fruit out on your table. Um, if your idea is you want to get more fruit, um, have it literally right there in front of you. We all know that feeling of being in the office or being somewhere where somebody has a candy bowl. <laughs> it's the same concept. Just, um, you know, instead of candy, you know, make it something healthy that you can snack on. Or whenever you open the refrigerator, there is a vegetable tray or there's, you know, something that's literally right in front of you um, as a reminder for the habit that you want to do. And then the reverse, to break a habit, make it invisible. So maybe, you know, you want to drink less wine. So don't keep wine in the house, right? Um, or, you know, keep it somewhere where it's not going to be in your line of sight. Um, I mean, the obvious, you know, don't, you don't want to eat potato chips. Take the potato chips out of your house. You know, make it, um, make it so that, um, you know, it's literally something that you're not going to have to stumble across day after day to then avoid. Um, okay, last time I went to Amber first, this time I'll go to Ed first. So, um, you know, what are some ways that you make your habits obvious? Yeah, so for me, um, one of the big things I just started uh, doing more, I, I always have had Audible, but I, I actually like a hardcover book. So I actually do have like a book on my nightstand um, before I go to bed. Um, that also helps with sleep too, because then you're not getting the, you know, you're not watching TV, you're probably not looking at your phone. Um, also, I think other good things are, you know, having having your gym clothes out if you if you can, maybe have it on your bed the day or like the morning before or early in the day before you go to work. I guess that could be another good one. Um, and your you know your gym shoes or whatever by like just out, so it's obvious. Um, I also was going to say about the fruit thing. I think that's a really good idea having that out. Um, if it's a bad habit like potato chips, rather than having out in the kitchen, maybe put in your pantry at first and then maybe getting it Ed, out of your house. Ed, you're breaking up a little bit. You might want to... Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. So maybe try turning your camera off um, just so the connection stays a little bit clearer. All right, good. Uh, could you hear me? Yes. All right, cool. Where did, uh, what was the last thing you heard me say? Um, I think, you know, the shoes by the door. Um, oh, the fruit. You were talking about the fruit. Oh yeah, so the fruit, I think that's a great idea. Uh, maybe if you have snack out, like you mentioned potato chips rather than having it out in the kitchen or on the on your coffee table or something, maybe put that in your pantry. I think that's a good idea as well. Um, so I think those are some of the obvious things. I think, you know, I think that, that'll be a really good step to getting more disciplined and then you, you might not need those obvious clues down the road because they become a habit. So um, yeah. Exactly. Amber, what about you? No, I, I think it's super oh, important. Sorry. If you have more, keep going. Sorry. Amber, go ahead. Um, I think it's super important to quantify, and I think that's the first part of what you talked about in this slide, is quantifying your goal. Instead of just having the global, you know, I'm going to make it to the gym three days a week. Well, something comes up Monday, and something comes up Tuesday, and something comes up Wednesday, and we're back to square one the following week. So setting very specific uh, parameters on those goals will help ensure completion and, and commitment to them. And, and like Ed used the word dedication to them. So that is super important, quantifying what it is that you want to do. And it doesn't have to be you know, really, really long. Um, you know, you, you wanna read a book, you don't have to pick up, you know, number six in Harry Potter that my kid's reading that's like this thick, 
You know, it's like, holy rip. It can be something small. It could be one chapter of a book. It doesn't, you know, whatever it is that, that you're looking to achieve and set yourself up for success. I know one of the things you guys have mentioned is reading. So I've started that. And I've got a book by my nightstand. In order to help me be successful, I bought my husband a book, too. So I'm like, listen, if I'm going to read in bed, guess what you're doing, buddy? You're reading in bed, too. Because if you turn that TV on, then I'm screwed. I won't read my book. So I got him a book. I've got a book. They're both on our nightstands. So our usual routine, we get ready, we get in bed and, you know, chit-chat about the day and turn on the TV. Well, now we've each got a book. So get in bed, chit chat, and we each read a chapter in our book. Now, that doesn't take very long. And if we want to read a little bit more, we can or but that's our goal each night is just to read one chapter in our book in order to set up success. You know, it's not it's not a lofty goal for it feels like it is for me because I'm not used to doing that. But it is something that I know will make me successful. But what I also set myself up for is I picked my favorite book in the whole world that I've read like 25 times, but I love it, love it, love it with all my heart. And I knew I would want to pick it up and read it. I didn't want to get a new book. I was worried that if I started it and it was lame that I would crash and burn. So <laughs> got my favorite trusty book out and I'm loving it. I love our routine. I love my new you know, habit that we're setting. And it's something that is um, achievable. So it's totally doable. That's the thing I think that, you know, people are miss often is setting those small, you know, quantifying one chapter at night. And then we can watch TV if we want to or read more. So. Yeah, exactly. I think the author even talks about, you know, read one page and then the next night read two pages. You know, it was yeah. part of that. You know, thinking about that one one percent rule. So, you know, just start take whatever it is, make it obvious, and then you know, incrementally get better with it. So, um, okay, so let's move on to the second law: make it attractive. Um, so this is a little bit what you were talking about just now. So link an action that you want to do with something you need to do. So um, it's a little bit different, but Amber was saying, um, you know, she wants to read more. So she reads a chapter and maybe that after you read the chapter, then you get to watch the show. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But not until you have done the first thing, do you get to do the second thing? Um, another thing is, you know, um, uh, let me try to think of the example I had before, but um, say you um, need to uh, meal prep, um, but you want to, Netflix binge. <laughs> well, same sort of thing. You once you meal prep, then you get to have your Netflix binge, right? But make it in your mind that you can't do that. Want to do? Maybe you want to go shopping. Well, you can't go shopping until your food is prepped for the week. You know that sort of thing. Um, link those actions to make the what you need to do a little bit more attractive to you. Um, and then this other part, it may be, you know, obvious and you guys are um, here, um, but join a culture where your desired behavior is the norm. Um, so joining a gym, um, join CrossFit gym, join a yoga practice, join something where if that's what you want to do or that's who you want your identity to be associated with, then join a culture where that. Um, you know, that's the regular, right? And, and you guys are all with ETP. So, you know, here taking care of ourselves, um, loving ourselves, um, you know, focusing on, on overall health goals and sleep and those things. Um, that's the normal behavior of this group. And, and sometimes it's why, you know, the, the Facebook um, community page can be like a safe haven from all of the, you know, political rants and all those things that are going on right now. Um, and so you've associated yourself with people who are more like what you want to be or who you want to be. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said about the people you hang out with um, influencing your behavior. So, you know, if you're the five people that you spend the most time with, um, four of them um, are not super excited about your new journey, then, 
you know, maybe it's time to kind of get some separation from that because the people that you are around, um, the more that they are like you, the more that you are going to stick with it. Um, you know, and obviously there's going to be family situation. Maybe your family is nothing like you. I mean, this is separate from that. Um, but surround yourself with people who are going to reinforce the habits that you want to make. Um, and then consider the inverse to break a habit. So make it unattractive. Um, you know, make it, um, you know, something that I'm trying to think of, of, of the example here, but just, um, you know, make it uh, something that's, that's just hard to do. So, um, you know, if, if your idea is that you want to drink less alcohol, um, you know, make it so that, um, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people who, who also aren't, you know, binge drinking <laughs> on the weekends and things like that. Like, like if you have people who are holding you accountable to your new goals, then breaking that habit is, is going to, um, not be socially rewarding for you. Um, Amber, you own a gym, so you kind of know about this culture as well. Um, what are your thoughts? No, that's important. Just having that support system um, and encouragement to continue to achieve your goals and, and help you be what you want to be. Uh, being in that environment only creates positivity uh, instead of, you know, trying to fight out of or come up with reasons why, you know, um, you're you're different than the group that you're with. So finding like minded people um, creates encouragement and support, which equals success in achieving your goals. Super important, whatever that may be, whether that's, you know, like at my CrossFit gym or that's in your yoga studio or in your Pilates class, whatever it is that helps you um, achieve your goals. Uh, I think that that is important. Finding, you know, your tribe, your group, your family. Yes, yeah. I agree. And one of the things, um, one, one of my habits, I just remember that I'm trying to start too, is, is being um, more, what I want to say, like cleanly. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not a slob, but my car is always a mess, right? You know, I'm two kids, they throw on their trash, you know, there's, you know, just my car is messy. Um, so I went and I cleaned out my car. And now, so I did this, you know, linking the action with something I want to do, with something I need to do. Um, I just, I cannot go um, inside my house and really relax until I have cleared the trash out of my car. So now it's more of a every time I get out of my car, I do a sweep um, and then, you know, take whatever trash it is out and then I get to go inside. Um, so that was another example of that. But Ed, let me know what you're thinking. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be very similar to what you both said. Um, you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. Um, so try to be around people that are going to be positive influences for you, people you want to be like, um, whether so maybe that's being more fit, which probably is if you're listening to this, because, you know, that's what we're kind of here for to help you live a better, healthier lifestyle. So, you know, CrossFit gyms is an excellent one. A lot of those people are just trying to get better, get a little bit more healthy. They're all upbeat most of the time. You know, it's just a really good positive vibe. I actually just started going to a CrossFit gym again, doing one or two days a week uh, because I missed the environment. I really enjoyed it. Um, it is killing me, by the way. So I'm hurting pretty good. Um, but it, it's a really cool environment. Um, I missed it. And, you know, just try to surround your people, uh, yourself with the, the right people. Um, you know, sometimes, like for me, I'm a little bit younger. Um, so I have people that are still into the party scene. So I kind of wanted to distance myself from that. Um, so I hang out with more people that are, want to go to the gym and stuff like that, rather like instead of the bar, you know? So, um, I think that's really important. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, okay. So let's go make it easy. <laughs> so this part practice, don't plan. Um, so you see this, sometimes you get stuck in this, um, well, I need to find, I gotta find the right gym. So I'm going to go visit like these three gyms and then, um, then maybe I'll make a decision by next week. And so when you're always in this planning mode, um, maybe it's like, I want to start eating healthier. So I'm going to research recipes and, you know, which is all fine and good. But if you spend two weeks researching recipes and never actually getting started, 
then you know you're just kind of kidding yourself a little bit so the idea being you know you can plan like we talk about planning your day out in advance or planning your meals um, but don't get stuck in the planning part so take action um, so ultimately it's the re repetitions um, that will create the new habit. So, you know, maybe you're not going to be perfect from the get go, or maybe you, you know, you take advantage of a seven day pass at a gym, get going, you know, get in there and maybe you decide, eh, not the right environment. Let me try another one. That's fine. But take action. <laughs> That's the first and, and, and foremost thing that, that you need to do. So every time you kind of, kind of sit there and think, think, um, what is that like uh, planning paralysis or analysis paralysis? Yeah. You know, I was just saying it's, it's yeah. paralysis by analysis. And yeah. I get that actually in my gym, people come in and they'll ask me, they've never done CrossFit, but they've got 2 million questions. And then the next day, 2 million more the next day. And it's like, dude, let's just do a class. Let's just, yeah. let's try it. Let's, let's yeah. see. I don't know if you even like it. So let's hang on to those questions, dig it. Love that you're thinking about it, but let's give it a shot first. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we mean with, you know, sometimes we get new clients who, I mean, I love the questions, but at some point, like they're not logging until they get every single question answered. And it's like, let's just go ahead and uh, good, bad, ugly. Let's just see where you're at, you know, and let's let's just kind of do this. Um, so design your environment. So um, the example being you're more likely to go to the gym if it's on your way home. Right. So make it easy in the sense that it kind of flows with your um, with your life, right? So, so I understand some people, you know, sort of have to go to a gym that's 30 minutes away or, or maybe your best friend goes to this gym and it's across town. But the more that you can make it um, just routine, like so simple, um, the better, right? So um, one of the things that mentioned in designing your environment, um, that could be something as simple as, um, when you are at a um, function where there's like a buffet spread out, you'll eat less if you eat on a smaller plate. Um, and that's just research shows that people eat less when they choose a smaller plate. So that's part of your environment. Choose a smaller plate. <laughs> you know, um, the, these things that, uh, um, you know, just help make. The, the habit easy. So um, Amber talked about picking a book she already knew she was going to like. Mm -hmm. um, so that are that creates the habit, um, and that was easy. Um, so it's also part of reducing the friction to perform the habit. So um, you know whatever it is that's going to get between you and the habit you want to do, um, reduce that friction. So. Uh, maybe you want to start hitting your protein number. Well, go to the store, buy the protein, you know, cook it. One of the things talking about making it easy, maybe you need to use a meal prep service for a little while. Maybe you need to have some meals delivered. Um, one of the things that I do, I have, um, I use Schwann's. I don't know, they've been around for like 100 years. But um, they deliver my, um, I get frozen chicken, I get frozen um, uh, pork chops I get some beef tenderloin I get um, some pot roast I don't know I get a lot of protein from them and then I can make recipes throughout the week so and that's delivered super easy and it's basically automatic um, so to the next point automate your habits um, you want to be better about uh, financial security or paying your bills automate that right so you can go online we already know you know you can set up bills to pay automatically you want to save more this year automate your savings just you know Make it automatic that money transfers from your checking account to your savings account. Um, that's the way we're talking about um, reducing this friction. And if it's something you don't want to do, increase the friction. So um, part of it, like I said, if you, you don't want to drink alcohol, don't have it. Um, maybe you don't want to watch TV in the mornings anymore. Um, put your remote control somewhere, you know, where you're going to have to like, um, it's going to be harder to just automatically pick it up and turn on the TV. Um, you know, uh, try to think of some more examples and maybe you guys can help me with that. But um, the easier you make it, the easier it is just going to be to get those repetitions in. Um, so I'll go to Ed first this time. You have anything you've automated to make your life easier? Yeah. So I've I've tried um, some food service deliveries like Sun Basket. Um, there's also Butcher Box, which delivers you a bunch of different types of meats. 
Um, so that's an easy way to do it. Um, you get pre-cooked vegetables and stuff like that. So it's already made for you. You don't have to worry about prepping it. Um, and that'll make things a lot easier for you. So that's, that's just something small that I've, I've used when to make things a little bit more convenient for me. Yeah, for sure. That reminds me, I get these, um, smoothies already made. So it's like berries mm -hmm. and kale. And it's already, it comes in the frozen bag and I just throw it in the blender. So I don't have to like chop my own kale or right. my own kale. like it's all just there. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've done. Um, what about your environment? Um, are there tricks that you've done that, that help you? Um, for my environment, well, I kind of switch it up. I like uh, always changing things up. Like I said, I started going to to CrossFit a little bit because I just love the environment. Other times I just want to put headphones in and lift weights, you know, just be left alone. Um, so um, I do think, I think that's just really important finding what you really love and then putting yourself in that environment. So, yeah. Yeah, Amber. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. How can you dummy proof what it is that you want to do so that it is, you know, um, at, as simple as possible, whether that's location, whether that's, you know, proximity or whatever it is that makes it almost impossible to say no to, you know, to, to not do it, whether that's shoes by the back door, that's your gym bag pack, that's, that's joining the gym that's, you know, two miles down the road, whatever that is that, sets you up the more you have to work for something to get something to do something the more speed bumps or the more likely you are to not adopt that habit or that routine so make it as easy as possible you know whether it's grocery shop at a closer store buy food that's already pre-cut you know they do vegetables now in the little deli section pre-cut onions okay then buy that. It, it, I mean, it's whatever it is that works for you to make it happen at the end of the day. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because it like cutting onions is my absolute worst horrible thing to do. <laughs> and so I started buying chopped onions. <laughs> so it's probably a little more expensive, but somebody else has done that for me. So there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny. And just thinking about this like increasing friction to not perform something. So I know I have a habit of if I, I go to somebody's house and they have food out. If I'm standing by the food, I'm just going to sit there and eat the food. So mm -hmm. like stand away from the food <laughs> or stand in the other room and then you're not going to just be as tempted to kind of sit there and eat it because it's right there in front of you. There's, there's actually a quote that I, I want to say before we leave this slide because you were talking yeah. about action. So I don't know who quoted it, but it's one of my favorite quotes. It's, it's simply by making the effort to start something, you will be miles ahead of almost everyone else. Because a lot of people do have that analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. um, they're afraid to get started. They need to have all the answers before they actually act on something. And you kind of just have to do it. But I, yep. I wanted to share that. I really like that quote. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great quote. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Just get started. Um, yep. So this is the last rule of the four. So make it satisfying. Um, set up immediate rewards. Your your brain, we, we live in a, um, inst, uh, well, an instant um, gratification society. Right. So your brain is always going to prioritize the the now versus the later. So what I mean with that, so you go out to dinner. So your goal is to lose weight, but you're at a restaurant. Your other goal is to have a nice dinner or to have a yummy dinner. And so your brain prioritizes the well, I can eat some yummy food now versus this other weird goal that's kind of off in the future. And so sometimes you can have the best intentions and then, you know, you get that the bread basket set in front of you and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're doing that and then you're ordering a cheesecake or whatever it is. So keep in mind, um, your brain's always going to want the reward that's sooner rather than later. So by setting up immediate rewards, um, some of that is just, you know, sometimes. You know, if my, my habit is I want to get to the gym four times this week, well, set up a reward for yourself um, on that fourth after that fourth time. So maybe your reward is you go through Starbucks um, or maybe, you know, some little reward that's just kind of enough to, to think like, OK, you know, I do this. Um, then here's my reward for doing that um, versus, you know, looking for always, you know, in this delayed gratification um, state. 
And then another thing you can do is, um, you know, keeping track of your habit streak. So here I've got this picture like on a calendar. Every day you hit your macros, have this visual representation with an X um, and your brain is motivated to keep that streak going. Um, and, you know, you have a day, say like this day, maybe there wasn't an X, but you're motivated to then start that streak again. Right. Um, I do it. It's something here. I can show you. My two days crossed off on my calendar, but those are days where, you know, I hit my macro plan. Um, and so my goal is to have X's this whole month. Um, and then this theory of never miss twice. Um, I like the theory, but I also think, you know, maybe you're going to miss twice, so don't miss the third time. But the idea being that, you know, you go out to lunch and you, you get the cheeseburger and the French fries and it didn't fit your plan and now your fats are way off. Um, don't. Don't feel like now the whole day is blown. Um, have a healthy dinner, you know, have some, you know, salad um, with some chopped up chicken on it for dinner. Like, don't let the one mess up then compound to, well, now dinner is going to be pizza and wine. Um, and I'll just, you know, I'll pick this back up later. Um, if you take the approach that says, well, you know, I messed up one meal. We'll get right back on it the next meal, right? <laughs> or just start over. Um, there's always, 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 always the ability to start over. You know, nobody's perfect. Um, we're going to have moments where spontaneous, you know, my husband comes home and is like, you know, let's, kids are off at sports. Let's go have dinner. And I'm not going to tell him now, right? Maybe it doesn't fit in my macros, but you know what? I will start, I'll just start over <laughs> tomorrow. So be kind to yourself. And I think that's sometimes why resolutions don't work, because um, once you have one or two days where you've broken your resolution, then it's like ah, it's broken. Um, but the intention of saying I'm going to live a healthier lifestyle has a bit more forgiveness in it. Um, so you always know that, you know, whatever, whatever it was, um, maybe Amber doesn't read tonight. Does that mean she's never going to read another night in her life? Like, you know, it just means, OK, you know, maybe I was too tired or, or, you know, maybe we stayed out late and then I didn't feel like reading at 11 o'clock at night. Just start over the next night. Right. And then last, the satisfying part of, of this, have an accountability partner. So have someone who knows what you want to do um, and will will either do it with you like like Amber's husband um, or maybe this person will go on walks with you or maybe this person will challenge you, um, you know, by you guys are going to have a step challenge and, and who's going to get more steps and you challenge each other back and forth. Um, you know, maybe your accountability partner knows that, um, you know, you don't want to um, your, your plan is not to drink at the social function um, and that partner is in it with you or something like that. But um, having a partner. Um, to be held accountable with will make it more satisfying and also gives you that option of if I don't do it, my partner's going to know and I don't want to let that person down. Right. So that's another way, um, you know, to think about it. So, Amber, real quick, what are your thoughts? I love the immediate rewards. People seem to think that it's an uh, or, you know, all or nothing kind of society. Like, well, you like you said, I've had one bad meal, so just fuck it for the whole day. And it doesn't need to be that. It doesn't have to be so extreme on one end or the other. Uh, and, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Take it. Let's dial that back a notch, like you said. Um, live life. If you go out to dinner, go out to dinner. That's okay. It doesn't have to be crazy for the whole day kind of thing. Um, I And when you talk about an accountability partner, that – helps me be successful and I know I've seen um, more people be successful when they have a buddy to do it with them that friend or um, you know gym mate or whatever it is that that helps hold your hand and and there's some days you don't want to do it that you know is motivating or encouraging or like you said hold you accountable to it I think I think that that is a huge piece of success um, that people overlook thinking they need to do it, just do their goals independently. Find somebody with similar goals. Pair yeah. up. Way more fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ed? Yeah, I think the accountability partner is uh, very important. Like we talked about before, surrounding yourself with the right people, that'll help you. You know, you also have your coach. Try to think of that as your accountability partner for your nutrition piece. 
Um, never missed twice on that bullet point for me, um, referring to the gym. I really like to not miss, even if I'm not feeling that day because I don't feel like going to the gym all the time, um, but I go anyway. And if I'm still not feeling it the next day, then I know I probably do need to uh, take a little bit of rest. So if you're not feeling it one day, you did get enough sleep, you know, and you're just not feeling it because we all do lose motivation, our will and stuff like that. But, you know, just try to go anyway and delay that taking a break until the next day. And that'll really help you because a lot of the times you'll go and it's just one of those days you, have, you just have to push through. Um, I do like, I really like the idea of tracking your habit streak um, like Susie does. I think that's an awesome idea. And I do think like setting up immediate rewards will be really helpful for you, for everyone. I mean, everyone loves getting, uh, getting results or something very quickly. So if you set small goals, maybe it's like two weeks in a row of hitting your habit, then you get a, a new shirt or something like that. You know, something small like that even, that'll make you more likely to follow it still and keep you going and motivated to hit those goals. So. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like sometimes maybe there's like this new workout tank you want or there's some mm. leggings you want or something like that. Um, I know for me, that's that's really rewarding. Maybe um, maybe it's the eat to perform shirts. Right? Yes, <laughs> you want your eat to perform hoodie. Like, right. like, like I'm going to hit my macros every day for two weeks and then, I, then I'm going to let myself, you know, purchase this or something like that. Or my goal is to lose five pounds. Um, maybe if I lose two and a half to three pounds, then I will let myself, you know, have this or something like that. But yeah, definitely have these immediate rewards set up as you're, as you're, um, you know, working towards whatever, whatever goal you have. And then I do like what Ed said about the gym. So the, the point with never miss twice is that, um, you know, you can miss once and it's fine. Missing twice, missing three times, then you're, you're onto a new habit. And so, right. That's kind of like what what Ed was saying, like, give yourself go. You know, if you need to take a day off from the gym because you're tired, you're sore, you know, that's one thing. But just that's because you're not in the mood, like, right. you know, kind of, <laughs> right. yeah, power through that. So um, cool. We have one last slide and then we'll take some questions. So these are some advanced um, tactics I wanted to talk about. So pick the right habit. Um, pick something you enjoy. Um, if you hate running. Um, and your goal is to get into better cardiovascular health. So now you're signed up for a, a marathon. Like maybe you're putting the odds in your favor there. Um, you, there are a billion ways you can get better cardiovascular health. And there might be something different um, that you would like more. Right. <laughs> so maybe you just want to do some some hit work twice a week. Um, you know, maybe you would prefer swimming. I don't know. Um, but pick something that's going to set you up for success. Um, you know, you like working out with a trainer, then work out with a trainer. Like, um, you know, the, those sorts of things are what I'm talking about. So, um, you know, something maybe you're already somewhat good at, then then keep that. You'll find that the more you enjoy something, um, the more you're setting yourself up to kind of repeat that. And then this, the Goldilocks rule. So I thought this was interesting. So you want to pick challenges that are right on the edge of your current abilities. So um, the example in the book was playing tennis. So if you out and you're gonna play your first tennis match, um, you know, against Roger Federer, like it's gonna be too hard. You're gonna get discouraged. You're gonna be like, this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life and you're never gonna pick up a rap again. You know, but then if you go play tennis with your five-year-old kid, it's gonna be too easy, you know, like, so there's no challenge there. So find someone, you know, or something that's right on the edge, um, you know, of where you want to be. And that's going to be motivating. So not too hard, not too easy, you know, just right. Um, and then push yourself. So maybe that's, um, you know, may, just to use CrossFit as, as an example, maybe there's someone else who who ends up doing a lot of wads with you and and he or she is kind of right where you are just enough to be competitive. Um, that is going to be a much more satisfying challenge than trying to compete against a CrossFit Games athlete, you know, um, and it'll keep you motivated. So eventually, you know, if it's too hard, um, you are just going to give up, right? And then this last point on stay focused through boredom. Um, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk about um, in the sense that, you know, I understand that there are some people who, um, 
for lack of a better word, say program hop in the sense that, you know, maybe I spent three or four weeks doing this program. Eh, I didn't like it, got a little bored. Now I'm going to try something else. Um, your body will always just get kind of mediocre results um, when you don't stick a pro. So if the program was designed to be eight weeks and you check out in the fifth week, you know, you, you haven't allowed yourself, um, you know, the opportunity to get through the program like it was designed. Um, so in particular, I'm thinking of some of like our vault programs um, or we had like um, everything hurts or some of the templates we have. Or, you know, obviously there are others out there on the Internet. Um, maybe you're um, an Olympic lifter and you're, you know, sitting there just doing snatch drills and it's boring as heck. But um, the more you can focus through that boredom and just stick with it, um, the more you're giving yourself a chance to see the results from that effort versus like, eh, this isn't fun. Let me do this. No, let me do this. Um, I'm bored. Let me change it up. Um, same thing with your nutrition program. So, you know, just for an example, you know, if you did paleo for a while, that got boring. Then you switch to, um, you know, some other program and then you switch your, you know, you're constantly switching your nutrition program. You need to think about that, too. Um, so uh, that's going to um, bring you some long term success just by being able to, you know, kind of keep the repetitions going um, even when it's not so fun. And then review and adjust. So, you know, that's another thing. Um, give yourself some time. Um, talk with your, your coach. You know, if you're with each perform, your coach is always going to be there to help you, um, you know, keep reviewing and adjusting your plan. But, uh, you know, with any habit, um, you know, maybe it turns out that reading at night really isn't the best time. Maybe it's better for Amber to read with her cup of coffee in the morning. You know, be willing to, like, you know, adjust rather than just throwing the habit out. Um, you know, maybe cleaning my car the second I get in the garage isn't the best thing. And maybe that's not working, but I still want to have a clean car. So maybe once a week I clean my car, you know, um, be willing to kind of review and adjust before you just throw the habit out. Um, OK, Ed. Yeah, so I'll start at the top of this slide. I think that, you know, picking the right habits big, which means finding something that's enjoyable to you. Otherwise, you're not going to be any good at it. That's what my dad always said. And it's so true. If you don't like it, you're not going to push yourself. You're not going to stick with it because it's just not enjoyable to you. So it's not going to be fun. Um, so try to find something that you do love. Um, I really like the Goldilocks rule. I think finding the right amount of resistance or challenge is appropriate. So I think CrossFit's pretty cool because you get some of, you know, the people just starting and then you have the more advanced people that are also in the class. So you could kind of gauge yourself on other people um, who are starting maybe. And you don't need to compete against other people either, but you know, it, it is fun to still compete, I think. So I think that's a good one too. Um, staying focused through boredom. Um, I get that in bodybuilding a lot. A lot of people tell me, oh, bodybuilding is just so boring to me. And I'm like, really? Or do you just not like, do you not know that there's ways to tweak things? Like you change the rep and set scheme, you could change the tempo. I mean, there's so many different exercises that I don't see people utilizing. I barely see anyone using any type of tempo work like four second negative or four cent four second um, eccentric or concentric. You know, all those things are really important, different type of exercises. Um, so I think there's always ways to spice things up with that. Um, but yeah, just try to. And I think I think CrossFit's an awesome one, too. I mean, that's kind of why I went back to CrossFit a little bit, too. Um, just to get in more power cleans and snatches and stuff like that. So I think trying to find new things to to keep it fun and enjoyable. And then you can always review and adjust your habits. So another one of the habits that I've done for a few months now is meditation, uh, guided meditation. I use the Calm app. Um, I was doing it in the afternoons or evenings, and it just wasn't working. So I started doing it first thing I woke up. Like, First thing I woke up, I put my earbuds in and I have to do it every single morning. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. So and that works for me. I've been doing it for months now. And it's just become a habit now that every single time I wake up, I go grab my headphones and I plug it into the headphone jack and I listen to the, the 10 minute meditation. So I think that is really helpful to adjust when you need to. Sorry, my daughter's joined us. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, um, Amber. 
your thoughts? Tactics are great to um, talk to your coach about. And I think having a, a, an objective perspective on helping you achieve or set the right habit and how to achieve, how to um, navigate that can ensure some success. So take, for example, somebody says, you know, I um, my habit's going to be I I want to drink more water. Well, this person doesn't ever drink water. They only drink pop and coffee and everything else. And all of a sudden now we're going to drink water. Well, working with someone else, uh, working with your coach can help you set some realistic expectations, goals, uh, parameters around that, as well as give you ideas and suggestions um, to help you be successful and help you, you know, evaluate and adjust with what it is that you guys set out. So I think this, these tactics are fantastic to uh, utilize your coach. Yep. Awesome. Okay, well, we'll take some questions. And then just so you know, this podcast is always available through the link that you use to join. Um, and we'll try to share this later, too. And, and hopefully you guys got a lot out of this. Um, you know, I think part of part of building a habit is also just being kind to yourself, because um, a lot of times the question is, well, doesn't it take 21 days to make a habit? Um, and I don't believe so much in the days um, to make a habit. I believe more in the repetitions. So, you know, if you do something four times in 21 days, Probably not a habit, but if you do something, you know, every day for 21 days or um, twice a day for, you know, 60 days, that that it's the repetitions that are going to create the habit um, more than the amount of days, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, keep in the repetitions. You know, if you get off, start over. Um, you know, and and eventually, like I said, with those little one percent improvements, you know, this time next year it's going to be a whole different ball game. Um, so I think we have one comment. Amber, you want to take those? Yeah. Christina says, this is what I love so much about ETP. The ability to start over and get back to the plan after not hitting macros one day or missing the gym. This program gives people so much hope because it is a long-term mindset program. Love it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Christina. You know, obviously we, we agree um, mm -hmm. with those comments and, and you know, nothing um, – I don't think good things happen overnight. I think think all the things that you really want in life just take some time. Um, and so I, I think as coaches, we're all very forgiving, understanding, um, you know, all of those things. And, and ultimately, it's uh, we just want you to succeed. And we know that the more that you just start over, um, you know, the more chances you have of getting there. So mm -hmm. Amber, add any thoughts too? Yeah, so... I mean, when I go on vacation or if I'm going out, like tomorrow I'm going to New York City for the day. I'm not counting macros. I'm just going to enjoy the time. You know, I think we want to live on life's terms. That's something Paul has always said. We want to we want to get an, a diet that um, or a lifestyle that we could all stick to. And, you know, we have to enjoy these moments. We don't want you to be like, oh, you can only have 64 grams of fat today and you're in New York City or something, or you're on vacation, I think that's kind of ridiculous. So um, yeah, I just think, I think, you know, we do it differently than everyone else in the industry for sure. Definitely, okay. I think there's another question. Yeah, Jennifer asks, what habit would you recommend to someone new to ETP to work on first? Uh, I can, so I, you know, I think that's a good question. Um, I think some of it depends on, on, so your prior habits. So are you trying to clean up your diet? Um, are you, um, you know, trying to focus on more activity? Um, you know, if you're someone that's just coming, you know, boom, you're brand new, you've never focused on diet, nutrition, you never focused on exercise. Um, if it were me, I'd focus on the, the diet piece first. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, working on um, getting those macros in line um, and then, you know, and then we can work on the, the exercise and the steps and, and those things. Um, would you guys do it differently? No, I, I think you, you know, start with tracking. Maybe that's where you're new. You know, start with you. Maybe you've never really paid attention to what you're eating. Um, and now we're looking at finding balance there. Uh, maybe that's new. Or maybe you've tracked before, but your macros have been totally different. 
um, you know, a different, maybe an extreme and we're trying to find balance here. Uh, so what habit would we recommend? Um, kind of depends on where you're at, buddy. Yeah, I would, I would say macros, that's like the top one um, for me when I do, when people ask me, what should I focus on first? The number one thing is always macros. Um, and then if that's too hard, if that's too daunting to hit all three macros, then just start with protein, then work on carbs and fats. Um, and then we could look at steps and then we could look at sleep and then we could look at sugar and sodium and things like that. So I think a good place to start is your macros. Yeah, exactly. And then don't let the sodium and sugar and fiber piece get in the way of those macros. Just focus on the macros first. Right. And those, those are always things we can tweak down the road, too. Mm hmm. All right, Indiana, yeah, Indiana says, I came to ETP after an 80-pound weight loss. One of the biggest things I've learned is it's okay to not be perfect. So if I mess up for lunch, I can start over with dinner. And I love this. Absolutely, buddy. Holy smokes. That's yes, like absolutely. Your, your kids get in trouble and they can't <laughs> come home. I mean, it's, you know, start over. Try again. No big deal. Exactly. Um, all right, guys. Well, this has been really fun. And like I said, we'll post a recording soon. And I hope everybody enjoys the first weekend of 2019. <laughs> Be safe. Have fun in New York, Ed. Oh, thank you so much. Have yeah. a great day, everyone. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, Gabby, you ready, my dear?